introducing Lou Peche, our fearless tour guide. I will say that Lou is, as we all know, unparalleled in his ability to give tours, but he now devotes, as a volunteer, his Saturdays to giving tours of the Civic uh, Corps for LA Conservancy, right? Yes, I'm still in the... Training? The docent training process, but uh, sometime soon. I'll be coming to a so we're the historic location near you. So we're the, <laughs> the beneficiary of his training tonight, yeah. as well as his, his just latent talent. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, just for the record, uh, this is walking tour number four, bending the river back into the city. What? So oh, Ella went home. In addition, in addition to... Um, visiting this historic core today, um, there's also kind of a story about water that we can talk about, you know, and there's a, there's a lot about the way Los Angeles started and formed in relationship to this area that we'll talk about, and the indigenous population that was, hang on, train's passing, uh, the indigenous population that was here uh, prior uh, to uh, the the mission settlement. So we'll talk about that, you know, uh, on the tour. But I wanted to start here because uh, uh, if it is about water, there's an important opportunity to talk about what we're doing here. So this is uh, intended to bring some some uh, focus to bending the river back into the city. So I want all of you just to look out under the bridge and notice that purple pipe that says recycled water. That is a pipe that was just embedded uh, into the uh, Springs, North Spring Street Bridge that will carry water from Bending the River back into the city over the river to the two city parks, um, the existing Downey uh, Pool and Recreation Center and the future Albion Riverside Park. So that's an important piece of infrastructure that, uh, that is really uh, great to think about as we're talking about water uh, and, and what uh, uh, bending the river back into the city is uh, intends to do. So uh, while you're thinking about that, look behind me and up on the wall is a really important document and that is um, a, the water right uh, of, uh, of Lauren Bond that entitles uh, one Hundred and six acre feet of water to be extracted from the LA River on an annual basis in perpetuity for bending the river back into the city. And uh, there are two entities that in uh, that have rights to water in the LA River. One is the City of Los Angeles. The other is Lauren Bond. Uh, it was a very significant piece of permitting that was required for us to do this project. But I want to bring your attention to this right here. Um, this is probably one of the most significant pieces in uh, the permitting process uh, because uh, the, water, the water right is what we're talking about as a water responsibility. And that's something we can you know, talk about as we're moving through uh, a downtown Los Angeles tonight but what is a water responsibility and what responsibility do we have to um, 
to, to the commons for all. Uh, but this pile, uh, uh, these uh, a stack of folders, is represents um, a permitting and approval process that requires 68 permits from 22 agencies, federal, state, county, and uh, regional and city. So um, there's a whole lot of work that has gone into uh, uh, preparing us to break ground. And we're in a major permitting process right now with the Army Corps of Engineers. It's a 408 permit, which is examining all of the things that happen inside the LA River. So we're gonna go out and walk along uh, the, uh, the project site through the garage and be on our way. Um, before we do, Lauren, do you want to add anything? Well, just just two things. One is that's a brand new fence that got put up today. So when you're walking out, the black the black fence was welded today, and um, it's a major upgrade <laughs> from the fence that was there before the chain link barbed wire fence, and it matches the one on the moon. So <clears throat> we're bringing. Um, we're bringing some new infrastructure, not now not just the purple pipe, but a kind of cleaner fence. Um, and in doing so, we also today blocked the access to the LA River for the people who are crawling through that broken fence into the river, which is complicated and does make me think about public access to the river in the future because people do like to go down there and that was their main way down, but of course it's dangerous, so the city likes to put fences up and asked us to repair it. Does anybody have any questions before we, we uh, move along? Uh, when, when did they do the final connection on that pipe? Uh, that uh, was finished in the, in the um, month of June. Um, it was a whole process that we've actually documented and the pipe actually is embedded into the sidewalk along the whole stretch at the top of the bridge. Um, and you can see as you walk along that sidewalk where they've added the, the extra room to accommodate that pipe. Um, and, and that was you know, uh, 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 something that we worked closely with the uh, Bureau of Engineering. Um, I should also add that one of the, uh, um, and I, this isn't the right time to do it, one of those uh, many permits uh, and approval processes, uh, another major one just happened a couple weeks ago on a Friday. Uh, we went to City Hall, the um, uh, Public Works actually approved uh, the Metabolic Studio access to the LA River uh, in order to, um, uh, for the construction of bending the river back into the city. Uh, the last time that we know of that access to the LA River has been granted uh, was to, uh, to um, to a, uh, count, a county and a federal agency. So we had the County Flood Control Board and the Army Corps of Engineers, and that was in 1940 and 1941. So there has never been a, a, a private access given to uh, uh, the LA River, and so this is the, not only the first time in 77 years that access has been granted, it's the first time ever that a private organization has been able to gain access for uh, into the river. 
So that's so again another first for the project. So we can talk about that. So as if it doesn't through. rain, I'm thinking our next tour might be in the river. Okay. You know, to walk to walk in the river channel um, together and experience that. That sounds great. Yeah. All right. I want to take a moment just to talk about uh, the distribution system of bending the river back into the city. Uh, this uh, panel right here represents the LA River. Uh, the upper uh, site there, triangular site, is um, the Metabolic Studio Moon site. Uh, this right here is the site of um, Albion um, and um, Downey. But this line here over the LA River is what I was just showing you, that purple pipe. This is that, that, that's embedded in the North Spring Street Bridge. This is the Metabolic Studio site, and this is a, 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 a infrastructure that will support the irrigation system for the state park that we're going to walk alongside now. Does anybody have any questions about the distribution system of bending the river back into the city? All right. Just as a, as a work, um, the, if any of you ask, get people visiting the studio that ask me about it, um, I was really wanting to talk about the monumentality of this project being what's underground. Right? So all, all of this is not going to be seen. This is all infrastructure. So this is the invisible layer <laughs> of bending the river. Um, and it's basically taking the wastewater river that would normally flood out to sea, cleaning it and hooking it up to two existing um, irrigation grids, one by the state park and the other by Albion. So, you know, it's really um, kind of interesting to be building a monument that the most of it will be invisible but you'll see the the life that it brings about but it's a play with the blueprint so the colors and everything like that so. i'm going to just cover some material that we talked about in in uh the first tour because not all of you were on it um so Obviously, we're here at the Los Angeles State Historic Park. In 2005, it was uh, Lauren Bond's project, Not a Cornfield. It was uh, a 32-acre artwork of planted corn for one agricultural cycle uh, that is meant, was meant to uh, bring attention to a defunct rail yard that was kind of um, stymied in uh, its path to becoming a state park. So uh, Lauren, as an artwork, uh, planted the corn and the corn actually was able to uh, remediate toxins from the soil um, uh, by pulling um, uh, the toxins through its roots. And uh, that began the, um, uh, Lauren's work here in the, in, in the neighborhood. Um, at that time, Lauren had every intention of, of uh, watering the corn with, with water from the LA River and was unable to do so. There was no process for, uh, for Lauren to, uh, to extract the water. So basically what we're doing now with bending the river back into the city is we are doing the very thing that Lauren was unable to do back in 2005. Back in 2005, she actually used potable water and uh, um, uh, it was mandated to use potable water and lay 
uh, had to lay 90 miles of irrigation stripping to water the corn. So uh, in the very near future, uh, water will be delivered from our project to this site to supply the entire uh, irrigation needs for the park uh, on a yearly basis. Uh, and uh, that's how the work that we're doing now uh, was the result of work that started uh, back in 2005. Does anybody have any questions? Yeah, I have a question. You know, the, the river is pretty much uh, uh, contained with, with the, in a bed of, of concrete. Are yeah. there any other parts, sometime between you know, the bottom of the hill to the ocean where it kind of let flow and, and is used for similar purpose? The entire 51 miles of the LA River is sealed in concrete. There's only a couple places where it has a soft bottom. Uh, Atwater Village in the Glen, Glendale Narrows is one of those areas. But um, that is a result of uh, the need for, um, for the LA River to remain a flood control system because back in 1938, there was a great flood. It actually uh, 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 wiped out many of the roads and, and structures along the river. That's when they started to seal the, the uh, river in, in concrete to, to speed up the water flow so that the storm water uh, from the, the adjacent areas could uh, flush out to Long Beach and uh, the uh, ocean as quickly as possible. So one of the reasons that the, uh, the dam is inflatable is that at this point the, uh, the river must remain a flood control system. So the dam is designed during a rain to deflate and fold flat against the floor of the LA River so the storm water can continue to flow. So we just walked along the entire length of the, the um, State Historic Park. Imagine what um, all of these trees and, and plants will be like when uh, they are watered with water from the LA River. So um, some things that uh, Lauren likes to talk about uh, 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 concerning our project, and actually far better than I ever could, is uh, that uh, bending the river back into the city is um, regenerating a wastewater uh, uh, a wastewater river. Uh, it is rehydrating the original floodplains of the LA River, and in doing so, um, creating a, a citizen's utility. Um, so I just want to take one piece of that and think about, you know, uh, you can see these higher uh, areas behind us uh, that create this, this lower lying area. This was an original floodplain of the LA River, so is uh, the moon site on the other side of the river. Um, uh, and long before uh, it was occupied uh, uh, or, or colonized, uh, the Tongva uh, Native American peoples lived here for, for about 3,500 years. Uh, and there were about 5,000 Tongva uh, 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 in the uh, community members uh, that were in this part of Los Angeles all the way to uh, uh, North Orange County. And so this was their, their actual land. And, uh, and they actually thrived off of the LA River. So this is, was, was their source of life uh, long before uh, the Spanish came and, and colonized and set up their mission. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit too. Um, but you remember in our, either, our tour we were talking about the Zanja Madre, which was the open channel of water that carried water from the river to the Old Pueblo. We're going to walk to the Old Pueblo now. 
just imagine that distance that the water had to travel. Um, but Los Angeles started here uh, in 17, it was founded in 1781 uh, uh, because of the 44 settlers that were uh, part of uh, the San Gabriel mission. Um, and because of its access to water in the LA River. So it, it you know, uh, the reason that Los Angeles didn't start in Santa Monica or down by Long Beach by the port is because neither one of them had the access to fresh water that the LA River provided. So when we talk about rehydrating the floodplains, these were the low-lying areas that went during heavy rains would swell and, and keep these areas uh, uh, fertile for agriculture. Anybody have any questions? These cobblestones are from the uh, period that this area, uh, long after it was uh, uh, floodplains, became a rail yard that serviced all of the rail lines that came to and from Los Angeles. So these cobbles uh, were um, are original to the, the train yard site. And we actually have some reclaimed cobblestones at our moon site. As you come into the site, those are actually from this site that, that, that were shared with us from, from the state park. I promised you, and here it is, the oldest existing house in Los Angeles, built in 1818, served so briefly as American headquarters in 1847, was severely damaged in 71, 1971 been restored in the style of the 1840s. Um, go in here sometime, it's free to the public. Notice how thick the walls are. Notice all of the, uh, the traditional uh, 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 things that they have inside. Uh, really worth checking out. Um, originally, in the back part of the, uh, they had a, um, a display all about the Zanja Madre and the Los Angeles Aqueduct, and that's closed to the public now. But uh, there's an actual piece of the Zanja Madre in the floor uh, of this site here. Just ahead is uh, the original site of the center of the El Pueblo. I have a, one little mm -hmm. factoid. Avila is a Turkish word for courtyard. And it's often used in, in architectural uh, construction. It's also used in Russian because there's a lot of Turkish in all um, Slavic languages. So if you see that, then you probably will guess there's a courtyard. So this is not only an interesting house because of adobe, but that very um, sort of Spanish and Mexican or colonial architecture where the work of the house was done in an outdoor space. Inside, it's a really nice example of that. The old buildings in LA are really beautiful. I love brickwork is something that I really miss. Very good. 
Very good. Um, so, Alice was asking, is there a mural in Alvera Street by someone famous that Yeah. Where is it? We just passed okay, it. Okay, it's right. It's upstairs. Oh. And it's Good. protected, right, by a canopy or something? Oh, yes. I've seen it. Yeah. So there's a big, it's a big canopy. Yes. Yeah. Huge. It's right when we first entered, um, where, we, where we saw that clock, okay. the acorn. Okay. Oh, it's right there, okay. But up here, you can't see it. It's huge. So there's a big mural under a canopy that we didn't get to see, but that is adjacent to uh, one of the, the many museums in, in, this, in this vicinity. There's an Italian-American uh, uh, museum uh, uh, right next to that mural. Behind me is the Chinese, uh, the Chinese-American museum. And to my right is the Firehouse Museum that, that actually shows you some of the, some of the actual um, uh, 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 fire vehicles that, that helped in, um, uh, put out the fires in in kind of turn of the century Los Angeles. Behind me are two great examples of some of the turn of the century uh, architecture. Many of those were torn down to um, build the, uh, the Highway 101, which we're gonna walk over now. More about it in detail when we're in the park, but all of these buildings behind me are actually government buildings. Most people don't realize that there are more government federal government employees in Los Angeles than anywhere else in the country outside of Washington, D.C. So all of these are the federal buildings that, that uh, they work in. And we're going to um, go into uh, the park and talk about it, the way it's changed over time. Oh, um, the, the federal courthouse mm -hmm. um, is on Spring Street because that's where a major spring was. And in the basement of that building is water coming up at 20,000 gallons a day of highly toxic water. Oh, it's toxic. And where does it get sent? It, they have to filter it and move it on. And so I was asked to come in and design an art project that would feature the cleansing of that water by one of the architects on the job. And they said, no, they don't want to call attention to the fact because wherever that water is going is probably not where it's meant to go. There you go. To get the sculpture up so that people could wander through and it could provide sound. So these pollinator insects were also speakers for sound. And it would light up at night and have light in all of those so that that glass would be glowing color. So this is a real high kind of 70s architectural public plaza sculpture, which has not <laughs> lived up, no doubt, to the um, designer's expectations. But anything to add, Lou? Mm -hmm. Just that um, uh, it, it never has fully worked the way that it was intended. <laughs> um, it was meant to light up and be a sound piece, a carillion. And um, I don't think that the audio piece of it ever worked the way that, that, that it was supposed Let's to. Let's fix it. Yeah. And that it hasn't worked for years That's overall. Totally this is gorilla repairs. There's, there's, there was a campaign <laughs> recently. Yeah. And there's a room down it. below where the Let's music light it up was it, it, is it Really? Yeah. Hang on, listen up. This is interesting. Good. I, there, there, there's been a campaign to fix it recently. Really? And people have raised money and there's... 
public pressure, and there's a room right below it where you can watch where the music is supposed to be played, but the curtains are always drawn on it. But in spite of it being fixed, I've heard that this plaza is to be scheduled to be torn down for a much bigger public building. This one and that one of that building there. I've been looking at, uh, there's a master plan that actually is talking about the whole redevelopment uh, of this backside of, of um, City Hall uh, and and that would even cover portions of the 101. So, so the, yeah, but the question is, will they relocate this sculpture? Yeah. No, I, I think there will be pressure because it's an, it is a it's piece an of icon. art. Yeah. Yes. It's a sight for sore eyes. The castle. So the uh, here we are at Grand Park. This is. Um, this is the centerpiece of the Civic Core. Um, this was a space that was created during uh, the late 50s, early 60s as part of the Los Angeles redevelopment. Um, at the bottom of the hill, we have City Hall uh, behind you. That was built in 1928 and um, was the tallest building in Los Angeles. All other buildings at that point had a height restriction of 150 feet. Um, the 150 feet, just make sure this is moving, yes. The 150 feet, uh, does anybody know why the Los Angeles had a restriction for 150 feet of the height of the, the buildings? City Hall was the only one allowed to exceed that, but there was a very specific reason why they chose 150 feet. Fire hoses? It wasn't because of fire or earthquakes. It was the biggest forklift they had. <laughs> it was that Los Angeles was trying to be part of a garden city that instead of like New York City with, with, the, with the tall buildings that created these, these dark canyons, they were trying to create light through the city. So, so all of the historic core of the city were only 150 feet, um, except for some of the, um, especially the Beaux-Arts um, Beaux buildings, but some of the Art Deco buildings exceed that height but the heights above 150 feet were unoccupied space. So the, the, so the tower, the clock towers, and all the things you see in the Art Deco building so far exceed 150 feet, but they weren't, allo they weren't allowed to um, house uh, humans. So we'll talk about the skyscrapers behind us and how those got to be there and how, uh, why they're the heights that they are. But this is a really important civic space um, uh, we're entering, going to go up toward Bunker Hill. Bunker Hill was a, originally a Victorian neighborhood with Victorian homes. Um, did anybody know the Bradley building, uh, the Bradbury building? Lewis Bradbury lived at the top of that building in a giant Victorian home. Uh, it, it actually was you know, a, a um, very desirable place to live at one point. Then those wealthy people started to move uh, elsewhere in the city. Uh, and the uh, neighborhood became run down. They, there you go. Um, and th let there be light. Uh, so they started uh, raising uh, the, the buildings themselves and developing a 26, 26 super blocks where they actually shaved off 30 feet off the top of this hill where you see those skyscrapers and started to build the, the, uh, the, the taller buildings. So we'll, we'll talk about that as we get closer. Um, way in the distance, you'll see a, a glass building behind me, and that's where we're going to end up. But the, the, um, these, uh, 
the louvered uh, glass building behind me is one of the newest uh, uh, buildings in downtown Los Angeles, and that's the new courthouse. Um, there's a very important structure at the top of this hill, but before we do, there is a very important Arthur J. Will Memorial Fountain. And uh, for those of you that are hot, we'll have a few minutes to put our feet in the water. Okay, any questions? Okay, so before we move forward, because there's some music happening, it's important that we know, that we talk about how this space is organized. So you've got City Hall directly behind you. At the top of the hill, hill you have DWP that was built in the 60s. Um, uh, there are various corridors that, that house various types of buildings. So these buildings here are federal buildings. Uh, this central uh, uh, cross axis here is uh, city buildings with the Hall of Records, the, uh, the uh, courthouse and the um, uh, administration building. This building right here is a Richard Neutra, um, a well-known uh, well mid-century modern architect. And uh, it is the Hall of Records. And as you, as you walk past, they say that uh, um, the, uh, the folklore behind it is that, that these side panels are file drawers and all of these louvers are, are file tabs because it's the Hall of Records. Um, very silly indeed, but um, we'll um, continue up to the fountain. Yeah. So Dave's going to kill me for talking here because of the noise of the water in the background, but here's the fountain. This is a really good important place to talk about water in Los Angeles. Um, because we've got this uh, symbol here with, in between uh, City Hall and DWP and this conspicuous display of water was very much part of, of, of what, uh, what was, uh, this space was all about. Um, so this is an original fountain. The, the, the parkway itself was, uh, was done a few, uh, redone a few years ago uh, by Rios Clemente. Um, and uh, we're going to go uh, up to the top of the stairs and look at uh, uh, the DWP building and talk a little bit about, you know, uh, the shift, uh, you know, away from uh, water extraction from the LA River, uh, first, uh, you know, with the floodplains for the Congo, uh, and then in the Zanja Madre to the O Pueblo. Uh, um, but after uh, 1904, um, uh, the, the Zanja Madre was no longer used, so they started to look for other sources for water. And that kind of tells a very big part of the story about uh, of the water in Los Angeles. So let's go a little further up the hill, unless anybody has any questions. Do you know yes. What this, oh, sorry. Well, uh, why did they start looking for other places? Was there a population growth? Oh, it was a massive population growth with, with the um, advent of, of the trains. And um, there was a competition. Hollywood. Uh, there was an there was a push in aviation and oil. Um, there was a lot of things that contributed to the growth of Los Angeles. Um, and then there's a big story about the way uh, Los Angeles grew in terms of its access to um, silver, which relates to uh, Owens Valley, uh, which is also the source of the water for the city. So we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> okay. So um, again, um, this. 
this space was constructed in a very uh, systematic way. So in addition to the top and bottom of the hill, we talked about the government buildings at the bottom of the hill, and then the next was all the city buildings. This is a cultural corridor here where there's actually uh, two theaters, the uh, Mark Taper and the Amundsen on this side. We have two music halls. We have uh, the Dorothy uh, uh, Chandler and the um, Disney Hall. And then we have two uh, uh, art museums. We've got uh, MoCA and the Broad. So very intentionally, these buildings were placed here so that, they, so that there was a complete cultural corridor with two theaters, two mu art museums, and two music spaces. It's a cathedral too, right? Yes, and the cathedral was originally, the, the, it's still there, um, the original cathedral is at the bottom of a hill uh, uh, heading toward um, Little Tokyo. And uh, the, uh, the diocese wanted to, to tear that building down after an earthquake, and there was an uprising of, of people who wanted to like save uh, the church. So uh, what ended up happening was that uh, the church gave the, the building to the city, and the city gave the land over here to the church. And the church built this very large uh, uh, building that is uh, really, really worth checking out because uh, it's, it's quite a structure in so many ways. And like all cathedrals, I think it's still in construction. I think there's still things that they're adding to it inside. Really? Is that right? I think so. What I, what I, my favorite part about that building, instead of stained glass windows, they did all of the windows in alabaster. So the light filters through the space. It's pretty exceptional. Are we all together here? Good. All right. Um, here it is. The Department of Water and Power. Yes, it's a... It's a uh, significant uh, building here. That um, is a good question. Uh, normally, uh, it's surrounded in a rectangular lake. Um, the, there's not water in, in it now, I don't believe. Um, but uh, normally, it's sitting in uh, a very shallow body of water, and there's actually a parking garage beneath it. So let's talk about water. We've talked about you know the LA River and it being the source of water for many years. And um, as Los Angeles grew, so did the need for water. William Maholland went up into to, uh, the Owens Valley and along the Eastern Sierra. I love this music in the background. Um, <laughs> William Maholland orchestrated this, I know it. <laughs> um, and uh, the Eastern Sierra, because it is, the, it is, the, it is such a large and, and high mountain range, always had snowpack. Uh, so uh, it made sense to actually capture that water that came off of uh, the Eastern Sierra uh, into Owens River that culminated in Owens Lake and divert that water into an aqueduct that was completed in 1913. And that runs 240 miles, uh, gravity-fed all the way to Los Angeles. So in 2013, um, uh, Lauren in the Metabolic Studio, uh, as an artist action, brought a hundred mules from the source of our water uh, in Independence, uh, California, 240 miles along the Los Angeles Aqueduct over a 30-mile period uh, as, a, as a meditation and, a, and as a, a precursor to bending the river back into the city and also uh, to bring focus to the great distance that we brought, bring our water from uh, the Eastern Sierra. So um, it's an important thing to think about, uh, you know, that we take this water from 
from uh, the aqueduct, use it once, bring it to a treatment facility, and dump it into the LA River and then flush it out to the ocean. So bending the river back into the city will capture a portion of that wastewater and use it locally. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great opportunity to think about what Los Angeles has done uh, in terms of its need for water to become what it is and, um, and, and highlights the opportunity for the Metabolic Studio to be doing what it is with bending the river back into the city. So just a um, couple of other interesting notes about labor. Um, when we started our walk today, we started it at not a cornfield site, which was a train yard. That was the train yard that brought the mules in during the silver mining era to take them up to the Owens Valley to haul water from the floodplains of the Eastern Sierra up to the mines. So the mule labor really came about um, uh, with silver mining and the depot that brought mules in was where not a cornfield was. And the year that um, the LA Aqueduct opened, 1913, um, was also the same year the Panama Canal opened. So it was part of an agenda of the Roosevelt administration to kind of colonize like global markets through um, these large infrastructural projects, establishing Los Angeles as a major port with Asia on the other side and the Panama Canal as a way to move from the East Coast um, basically around the world. So I, I always think it's uh, very interesting to think about how the West was made and the mule was indispensable and the mule was also indispensable a century before that in figuring out the Erie Canal and that was trudged by mules that George Washington had brought over and made his fortune on trading. Um, with Los Angeles, um, uh, the strategy to bring water uh, from the Eastern Sierra to Los Angeles required them to start buying up the land uh, in the valley floor of Owens Valley um, from the farmers. So I just thought it would be interesting for someone to take a guess about how many acres of land Los Angeles owns in a conservative estimate in, in the Owens Valley. Does anybody know? Take a guess. The uh, conservative estimate is that Los Angeles owns 360,000 acres of land in the valley floor of, of uh, Owens Valley between the Eastern Sierra and the White Mountain, Inyo Mountain Range. Um, which is uh, pretty significant and if you haven't been up there it, it's worth going up. It's a spectacular place that that, uh, that the Metabolic Studio has been working uh, up there since 2008 um, uh, with uh, a series of artist actions that include working in a, um, a factory on the dry lake bed of Owens Lake and Owens Lake evaporated as a result of diverting the water here. So we can um, talk more about that uh, as we walk in this direction. Here we are. Disney Hall. It wouldn't be downtown Los Angeles without it. Frank Geary. Uh, this is the only part of the building that is still the original high polish. Uh, all of the rest of the building has been buffed because it created such a eye glare in the, in, in the uh, office buildings that they had to um, buff it to. Um, it was. 
Um, we are entering into a park space on the roof of uh, the building, and it was provided by the state of California with funding from, from uh, one of their programs. Uh, and it's a community space that uh, um, we'll go check out to see if there's any uh, water available here in the park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this the smallest state park? Um, oh, cool. found out that this was for the Disney Hall, they said, no rejects. You get the best we have. Oh. Yeah. So, so this is more. So, broke all the yeah. <laughs> so this is less deft and more delft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just came here because I like this space. Um, but it's also an opportunity to talk about this hill. So, where we're standing right now, there were uh, Victorian homes, like I told you about already, and that they've are, that they uh, removed some of them and and uh, brought them to what's now um, Heritage Park. But the ones that they moved from this hill actually burnt down. So when you go to to a Heritage Museum. Uh, they are Victorian homes from Los Angeles, but not from this hill. Um, behind me, you see the skyscrapers, uh, and uh, that was a very intentional act uh, to not only have this cultural corridor, but to uh, have a financial district here at the top of the hill. And what's interesting is that historically, uh, the, uh, the people lived at the top of the hill and took Angel's flight down uh, to the bottom of the hill to work in, in the, uh, the historic office spaces down on Spring and Broadway. Uh, now, uh, all of those office spaces have, have, have had an adaptive reuse. They're lofts, so people come up the hill to work in these, these uh, skyscrapers here. The skyscrapers themselves are, have, all have plazas. And there's a very specific reason for that. And there is, there's something in Los Angeles called an FAR, a floor area ratio. And the way you think about that is that the height of your building is completely contingent upon the square footage of, of your actual site. So you, if you um, use the entire site to build a building, it's a low building. If you take half of it for a public space, you can go twice as high. And if you use a quarter of the space, you can go four times as high. So the reason that you see these buildings the way that they are, as tall as they are, is that because of the, the, the space that they occupy, each one of them has a public plaza and a public fountain. And what we're going to go to now is, is California 1 and 2, which are the two glass towers. Um, they were the premier space uh, of the building up here at the top of the hill. There was a third tower that was um, uh, uh, never built because the occupancy here was so low at one point. But they are now poised to build the third one on the, on, um, to, uh, to the side of Angel's Flight. So I'm going to take you into Angel's Flight and have you look down. Angel's Flight is um, the funicular. I don't know how much I'll be able to talk there, so I'm just going to tell you now the funicular uh, is, is one of the few things on this hill that are original to this hill, except that it's not in the original location. It was further north. The tracks have been um, uh, are, are modern, um, but there are actually two uh, uh, cars that pass each other and go up and down. Uh, 
and uh, it was put in storage in the 60s for many years and um, it's, it's, re it's recently uh, been um, reopened. Um, the arches at the top and bottom are, are mostly uh, a, a part of the original structures and um, at the top of the, the um, uh, Angel's Flight is grand performances. It is a it is a public space. There is a performance happening tonight um, with a uh, protest sing along, and it is a public plaza at, at the base of two glass uh, uh, skyscrapers. So we're going to walk into that space and we'll get a plan from there. Quick question: It was it was refurbished. It, it was working. Like 10 years ago for a short while? Yes. It has a long story upon now. It has a long story that when they redid this hill, they didn't know what to do with it. By the 60s, nobody was coming up to the top of this hill, and they had just started to build the, build, the structures up here. So the DWP, for example, was built in the 60s, but there weren't many buildings up here. All of these are the result of 80s building. So the uh, funicular uh, Angel's Flight went into storage, and they brought it out and they had some problems with it uh, and, and they've had to stop it for an, a, a few different times throughout its history. So it's just reopened in this like last year. Um, and it had to do with making sure that it was safe enough to, to run. And what's really exciting is at the very bottom of the hill is Grand Central Market. Grand Central Market has been continuously a market for over a hundred years. And it's a big uh, eating venue now. Um, but what's interesting about those buildings is there's two buildings side by, side by side. The one closest to Angel's Flight is the Annex, and the one uh, on Broadway is the original building with the Beaux-Arts kind of uh, facade. Um, the Beaux-Arts facade was the first fireproof building in, in, in Los Angeles, and the Annex was the first reinforced concrete building in Los Angeles. And those were uh, built uh, uh, over a hundred years ago. Why did they chop this chain down? That's a good question. So you could sit down. Maybe they had a, some type of um, infection. You know, um, your your question your question has stumped me. Oh. Uh, standing on top of Bunker Hill right now. We're standing like 40, maybe 50 feet above the top of Bunker Hill because they cut it down to that height and all these buildings are sitting on parking garages and this street oh, is sitting on columns on top of another street below it and that little park we were in was before was also on top of a street below it so this is all just a kind new of ground. new ground all That's supported on concrete yeah. columns I would not have guessed that. actually film a lot of car chases down here car commercials